Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the one and only Dave Fremlin Show. I am the one and only Dave Fremlin, and you're listening to me. Yay! Today is January 5th, 2022, and um, it is a lovely day, a little bit overcast here in Central Florida at 12.07 p.m. So if you're listening to my podcast today about restless leg syndrome, I have some updates. And if you're listening about my other topics, um, I have some other updates as well. But I'm going to start off talking about restless legs because I've had a few good nights in a row and I have some new tips that I think you might find helpful if you're suffering. So if you or somebody else you know suffers from restless legs, you might want to tune in to this podcast. You are listening to The Dave Fremlin Show. Wanted to share with anyone who's interested out there. Um, it takes a so, super uh, duper long time yeah. to Yay. boot it up. Um, and so I, anyways, I, and now tonight I'm going to not give you some information. Yay. A doctor. Um, which I forgot what it is. You are listening to The Dave Fremlin Show. Yay. I guess we'll see what happens, right? All right. So the first thing I want to talk about is last night. Okay, so restless leg syndrome. As anybody who continues to listen to my podcast knows, I continue to suffer. But last night, the last few nights has been, I still am getting it, but I've been very aware of not eating sugar. Later, the more late in the day that I don't eat sugar, the better. So in other words, don't eat sugar. And as long as I stick to like a really sort of like nighttime routine, if you want to put it that way, so that I end up going to bed at around 2.30 in the morning, 2.33 o'clock, I avoid um, laying in bed with restless legs because it usually seems to end like around 3, 3.30, somewhere in there. And if I have it for a few minutes, it's not that bad. So the ticket is really to conserve energy in the morning <coughs> like I do right now. Like right now it's noon and I'm still sitting down. I didn't even, I've only been awake for an hour. So the real ticket is I don't get bad restless legs in the morning. And so it's really good to take advantage of the downtime in the morning and just scooch my whole day over so that I'm sedentary, sedentary, sedentary and have things to do later at night. And the challenge really is between say 9 p.m. to 11, 12 p.m. Because I run out of things to do by then. And sometimes it's cold out and I don't want to go for a walk or I don't want to get in my car and drive somewhere or walk somewhere else. And I, you know, it's too dark to ride a bike. And, you know, like if only, if only it was, you know, a different way. But it isn't. And so I deal with it. And so also, I want to tell you that I've been taking a product called L3 and 8. The name of the actual product is Magmind, M-A-G-M-I-N-D. You can get it at Sprouts. And it's a type of magnesium, but L3 and 8. And I start taking it at dinner time. And then I take another dose of it at about 11 o'clock p.m. And then I take two or three more doses between midnight and 2. Like I just, every time I get up, I take another dose. If I still have restless legs, I take another dose. And I will fall asleep and I will have, can I tell you, I will have dreams like you would not believe. We are talking 
active, alive, full color, technicolor, living sound, you know, whatever, full on dreams. Okay. And I don't, I think it's probably good. I think that probably indicates good brain healing. So I'm going to say yes to that. And uh, also, I've been able to stretch my mornings out a little bit. You know, my father, after my father died, I started suddenly getting up early, early. And I've been able to stretch my mornings out longer and longer and longer. I'm getting more back to normal. And on the topic of my father, may he rest in peace. Um, I'm feeling better about that too. I mean, I was never like really like full on depressed. Oh, my dad. Oh, it just his passing changed my my mood I don't really know how to describe it it wasn't like it wasn't like I was so like oh my dad I missed my dad so much which I do but it was more like feeling a really empty space and not really feeling like myself and then kind of having numbness and I feel better today I don't know what I've done right or wrong but here's what I've done I don't think that sitting in my dark little house is really that helpful and so I do my morning routine the way I always do it. And so that gets me all the way up until like 1 o'clock, 1 before I'm even ready to leave my house. Then I go to the gym. I walk to the gym. I walk back from the gym and I'm at the gym. So that's a good 45, 50 minutes, an hour taken of my time. Then I will probably go to the grocery store and get my food for the next day or two. And when that's done, I need to take a walk in a distracting location with interesting scenery and or a bike ride. Bike rides, I can go further. Walking, I can't go as far. And so what I have been doing since I live in Central Florida, and there's so much here to do, I've decided to just pick a thing every day. And take my bike up there on my car and go for a ride. Like I, I've been going down to the International Drive area, which is basically the entertainment district. And um, taking my bike on the car and just go for a ride. It's beautiful and sunny out. These locations are full of landscaped areas with beautiful wide sidewalks for bike riding. <coughs> lots of people, lots of tourists. <coughs> lots of places to stop for food and entertainment, amusement type stuff. It's a very nice area. And so, you know, I don't have to go out of town. I could just go right down there. But I've also taken myself to some of the suburban areas surrounding Orlando. Like Winter Garden is very nice. You are listening to the one and only Dave Fremlin Show on Podbean. Some other places. And so I don't know what I'm doing today. But, um... I do have a birthday coming up, which is going to be Sunday, and I didn't know what to do. I didn't want to be depressed on my birthday, that's for sure, and I have I can't afford another vacation to Fort Lauderdale. I can't afford a vacation to Tampa right now, but I thought, wait a minute. I live right next door to Disneyland, and so I went online. I got myself a pass to Disneyland for my birthday, so I'll be spending my birthday at the Magic Kingdom. And um, I do have some political issues that I don't agree with the Magic Kingdom, but you want to know how I handle, if I want to do a thing, but I disagree with the politics of that thing and I don't want to give them money, but I still want to patronize the thing I enjoy about, like Disneyland will be very healthy for me. 
and yeah, I don't agree with their politics. So I don't really want them to have money to spend, you know what I mean, on profit. But how I handle that, there's a way to do that. It's a protest. You can do a protest and still enjoy the thing you love. How you do that is you make them spend more on you than you spend on them. Okay, and you know that Disneyland has it all figured out. They know exactly how much to charge every person so that even if you do every single thing in their park, they're still going to make a penny off of you. But the best way to do it for your own, if you want to make a protest and not contribute, but you still want to enjoy the product, you do it the way that I'm telling you. You find the way to get the most discount ticket, all right? When you're in the park, you do not spend any extra money. You don't buy their souvenirs. You don't buy their Pepsi at the Pepsi station. You bring your own water in. And what you do is you spend as little money there as possible and you do as much of the things as you want to do as you possibly can so that you get as much for your money as possible and they don't make any, they make as little as possible off of you. That's the way to do it, okay? That is the best way because you're never going to really pull one over on Disneyland, okay? But you want to give them as little as possible and get as much from them as you can without, I mean, you're not a jerk. So this is my way of doing a silent protest to Disneyland while still enjoying Disneyland for myself, okay? And so um, that is how I'm handling that. Now, I have a thing to talk about, about Donald Trump and the vaccines. And I don't know if I can explain it in the way that I want to explain it, but I'm going to try. So there's a big controversy in my mind and in many people's minds. Why is Donald Trump still pushing these vaccines? Why? He must obviously know that there's danger in these vaccines. People are dropping dead everywhere. You could not get me to take one of these vaccines right now, these COVID, quote-unquote COVID vaccines. There's no COVID. Anybody who by now hasn't figured out that COVID is a lie has got their head in the sand. Okay, I listen to these podcasters and I've been listening and close paying attention and I've gotten to the determination and this is where some of the people I listen to are at as well. I left a lot of people behind, all right? I tried my hardest to show them the truth and they could not see it. There's a thing going on that is called mass formation psychosis the people who are under that you're never going to wake them up never and so i'm on the position of save yourself all right so i've left a lot of people behind there's still a couple of people i'm still pulling ahead but mass formation psychosis you're never going to break through it i'm not going to explain it in detail robert malone the doctor who invented the mra vaccines did a podcast with joe rogan three-hour interview it got taken down from many, many places. You can look it up and find it. I've never heard the full interview, but I've heard a bunch of clips from it. But I've been listening to Robert Malone for a year, two years now. And he explains how the vaccines are a bioweapon and the COVID is a hoax and all these things, which I've been saying for three years. Okay. So the thing about Donald Trump, if he were now, and this is something Alex Jones talked about about a year and a half ago. If he were to come out now and say, don't take the vaccines, vaccines are deadly, you're going to be poisoned by the vaccine. 
every death, every injury from the vaccine will be then blamed on Donald Trump. So he obviously cannot do that. What he can do and is doing and did do, what he can do is back off of pushing it and sort of lay low on it. And he always talks about no mandates. But the other side of the coin is that immediately when the pandemic hit, Donald Trump immediately under emergency use authorization released hydroxychloroquine, which nobody's heard about until I just said it because it has been suppressed by the pharmacies, the medical establishment, and people in the agencies below Donald Trump. They were committing treason. And so at the same time that Donald Trump did the warp speed, there was a, a reason behind that. And now he can't really come out and say, don't take the vaccines because they're deadly. But he also pushed out hydroxychloroquine, which would have negated the emergency use for the vaccine. So what he really had to do, I know it sounds like a big tangled web, because it is. What he had to do, in order to expose the corruption, he had to let these people be corrupt. And he had to do it in a way where everybody would see it, which means he had to get the vaccines out. I'm Dave Fremland, and you are listening to the one and only Dave Fremland Show. He had to push out the hydroxychloroquine and let them quash it in order to commit the crime of the EUA authorization of the vaccines. There's no way to push that out and let it be seen by the public without him having to, like, play the game of pushing out the vaccine. It's very convoluted. If you think about carefully what I said, you'll you'll follow the thread, okay? Had to release the hydroxychloroquine because with the hydroxychloroquine released and them quashing it, they're committing a crime in order to make an emergency use authorization, which only can happen if there's no other usable medicine. So what then happened at the same time simultaneously is allowing these side things like Dr. Zelenko, people like me, SGT report, X-22 report, to get out You know what's really happening behind the scenes so people will believe it. But the problem is not everybody believed it. A lot of people took the vaccine. And so now what do you do? Do you come out and say, don't take it, it's deadly, and I had to push it out on you, and now I've committed a war crime? in order to expose Fauci. I mean, it's a very complicated position he's in, but I think that he knows what he's doing. I've had my doubts in and out, up and down, here and there. And I do listen to all sides of the story. If you want to hear against Donald Trump stories that are still in the libertarian side, listen to David Knight, The David Knight Show. Alex Jones fired him for talking bad about Trump. Um, and he has some choice things to say. It's worth listening. But I also don't, I also like to listen to real facts, you know, from real people that have facts like Dr. Malone. So if you take it all together and you listen to everything together, you'll come up with the real thread. And what I've put together is that the coronavirus, the new one, the Omicron, is really the, it's going to sound crazy. It's sort of the antidote to every, it's the way to put the whole coronavirus to bed, expose everything. Because now <coughs> everybody will be exposed to Omicron and very few people will get sick from it. Very few people will die from it and it will expose the vaccines don't work in a way that Donald Trump doesn't have to take liability 
for that. He can then say, oh, you know, it's not good against the new strain. You don't need to take it anymore because Omicron, we have herd immunity and it can give him cover. And I think that the new strain was released as a antidote to the old strain. I have no proof whatsoever of this whatsoever. But I, I think it's a possibility. I'd like to think it's true. In the meantime, pay very close attention to what is going on around you. And pay close attention to people. I know you, I don't want to tell, pay, pay attention to me. I'm a nobody. But if you listen to me, you'll be led to information that will lead you to other information. And I'll tell you, I listen to SGT report, X22 report, Alex Jones, Ban Video. Um, I listen to Stu Peters. I listen to Mark K. I listen to... Um, all kinds of D. David Knight show, chicks on the left, chicks on the right. I mean, chicks on the right. Um, Brian Kilmeade. I could keep going. I listen to them all. Mel K. Okay, Doctor Malone, Zelenko. I listen to all of it and all the aggregated parts of it and all the meltdown. Ben Shapiro. Okay, Michael Knowles. I listen to all these people and I listen to the boiled down summaries that they give about the actual news clips that they've presented. And then I go back and listen to the thing in context. And then I go back and listen to the other side of what the other side are saying about it and their context. And then I make a decision. And then I put it out on my podcast along with information about things like restless legs and whatever. And you are entitled to do your own research. But I still think, and I don't know why I think it still, that there's hope that the deep state is, the, the plot, the Q whole thing, the Donald Trump still being the president under devolution. I have hope that there's still there's going to be election fraud exposed still. And um, Nancy Pelosi's corruption exposed about the January 6th. I, I have a feeling that the people that I listen to that predict that it's all coming to a head, I have a feeling that they might be right. I'd like them to be. And so anyway, I have no way to know. But um, that's my podcast for today. It's a little bit on the scattered side, but you know, I haven't really been myself lately. But I do have my podcast area all set up and I want to be in the regular daily habit of doing a podcast and, you know, I listen back to these later and sometimes I make sense and sometimes I don't. And I just hope for the best because, you know, I, I'm going to. Oh, by the way, next uh, Thursday, tomorrow, I'll be having a special guest host who will be Michelle. We're going to be doing a Zoom call Skype uh, recorded radio show. And then I'll be boiling that down and adding that on to my podcast as a guest show. I don't know what we're going to talk about yet, but we'll probably she'll have some current events from where her point of view is, and I'll probably have my point of view, and we're going to do some banter like our old. We used to have a radio show together. It's going to be such great fun. I can't wait. So, anyways, that's uh, how this is going for today, and I will talk to you again tomorrow. Thank you for listening, and have a nice day. Bye. The opinions expressed in the Dave Fremlin Show are strictly opinions. I am not an expert. The Dave Fremlin Show is 
written, directed, and produced by Dave Fremland and is a Dave Fremland production. Thank you for listening.